Amen. Same man. It's the greater podcast. The Impact Balls coming back to yeah. you. Uh, it's been a while. This guy gave his back. Yeah, man. I wasn't on the last episode. I think that's probably the first episode we did where I wasn't. AK Gabe. I don't know about first. You was were, it? Remember once we was. Well, I mean, Impact not, File Joints, I haven't been on. Yeah. Impact yeah, File Joints. I haven't but been on. But our joint, when it was, I think it was Manny. Oh, we, I, did I sit it out? You sat out. You said yeah, we were was recording was and you was on the couch. Yeah. It's, I mean, hey. On the bench. This guy went I mean, on his honeymoon. Finally, after two years of marriage, me and my wife went on our honeymoon. Mm. We tried it. We tried to do it originally. We did a staycation. Then we finally got the money to do it. Then we had hope. And then Zika virus Surprise. was a thing. Right. <laughs> Zika virus was a thing. So Deb was pregnant. We were not testing it. That's nope. Fast. So we had to cancel. But yeah, we went to Cancun. It was beautiful. Well, welcome back, man. It was unrealistic. I'm glad you got to get away. Man. You need it. Ready to work. It's like we about to go on a sabbatical after the next part. <laughs> Anyways, but no, nah, it's cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we got Olu in the building. What's you know, good? The people's favorite. Olu Army. Shout out. You know what I mean? Olu Army. Salute to the Army. What? Are you Rihanna? <laughs> Hashtag what? Olu Army on Twitter and Instagram. It's like, nah, don't do that, please. Nice. But yeah, so it's the Impact Files. And as you guys know, we always bring a special somebody or special Very guest. Very special, special. Um, within different industries. To kind of just talk about impact and debunking on impact, and I know Olu gonna jump into it, but today I brought one of my boys, Here. Andre, is here with us, man. Can we get a government like just first last? Not not just social. Nah, nah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andre Lavroni, that's the government for you. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate it. So Andre is a, I actually met Andre um, at at church. Uh, Destiny Church, yes, okay. but I knew of him for a while because my like the DMV area when it comes to football, you know, a lot of people know each other. Um, so I knew about. Andre. I didn't know Yannick Ngakwe was from here. Yeah, bro. Randomly. Well, yeah, he went to Maryland. Is he? I don't Did know he? if he's from from. Here. Oh, he went to Maryland. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Random. Okay, I yeah, I just yeah. seen it yeah, on Twitter. He went to Friendship. Friendship. Right. I seen the Philip Rivers clip. Ah. And then I and then oh. I seen I seen UMD retweeted, and then I was like. Mm. You know, whatever. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, so Andre, uh, met him at Destiny Church. Um, and I saw him, I was like, you know, you're baller to a baller. Uh, you know, you always got to say what's up or, you know, acknowledge <laughs> right. one another. You feel <laughs> me? Baller to baller, right? So, I mean, I'm, retired. you know, let's, yeah, retire, you know. Hey, nah. Brotherhood, once you win. Exactly. Right, it's nah, brotherhood. Stop, stop. Once so, you get hit, it's, you know, you win. Right. So, but I knew of him for a while. Um, so, Andre, he going to give you guys a brief, you know, a little introduction of, of himself. But, um, you know, I've had some some moments to really connect with him. Um, not just only as athletes, but as brothers in Christ. Dope. Um, and he's a really, really dope dude. Um, you know, when it comes to faith and sports, he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of things we're going to just talk about and dive into. Um, but yeah, man, go ahead. Tell us a little about, about yourself. You know, the people want to know. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on, obviously. Pleasure. Um, I'm I'm here from the DMV. Grew up in Laurel, Maryland. Laurel, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Next to the bingo, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what's crazy? There's oh, club. Sam's club. Oh, it's funny. Nah, but yeah. So grew up in Laurel, Maryland. Um, obviously, being here was raised in a Christ Center household. Um, went to Our Lady of Good Counsel High School out in Olney. Um, went on. To the University of Virginia, played so, football there. Yeah. Um, How many years did you stay? Uh, All five. Four? I was okay. there for five years. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll get into that a little. Okay. Later. Okay. All right. But but for sure, um, man, receiver. You know. 
Yeah, I was playing receiver at University of Virginia. For those who don't know football, it's the person that well, runs receiver. routes and yeah. catches yeah, the ball. Yeah, we do have a lot it's of the, ladies It's who, it's who the quarterback throws to. Usually the most handsome, most athletic. We're not the prima donnas. Everybody <laughs> claims that's debatable. Him that saying that means they are the prima donnas. It's, it's the Odell's and the ABs. Oh, right, was man. This guy, this guy, guy late. No, nah, he was a tight end. Okay. Shannon Sharp was a tight end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, nah. But yeah, go ahead with the. Yeah, but for the uh, past two years, um, had an opportunity to play with the Ravens last year. Dope. Um, and was spent some time with the Carolina Panthers earlier this year. Okay. And right now I'm transitioning into a career in commercial real estate. So. Cool, dope. So you've played with just those teams. Have you played with any other teams, practice squad, anything? Uh, I was in Jacksonville for like two weeks on their practice squad at, okay. the, at the very end of last season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, what was the difference in those environments for you? Um, it's crazy, man. Once you get into the league... Every organization is its own entity. I feel so, that's I mean, very true. It's a it's a business. Yeah, no question. Yeah, um, and just front office, they operate a little bit differently. You see certain teams have success, and you don't wonder why. Once you've been in one of those mm. situations, I mean, like you see what the Ravens are doing right now this yeah. year. And yeah, it's, it's no surprise if you've been in the building. Crazy. Yeah, um, they're very methodical. They usually have they a good do. org, though. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and solid. And it's ironic because I mean, Coach Harbaugh is a faith based guy. Mm. I didn't know. They have a strong yeah. presence. Uh, Johnny yeah. Shelton is their uh, Johnny team Shelton, chaplain, great guy, and and they have a strong presence. And That's how I mean. I'm, you I'm can see it. To see them continue to raise their platform. Right, yeah. right. No, it's actually hilarious because I was telling talking to Olu because our pastor, uh, not me and Olu's pastor, but me well, and he Moses, was my pastor. But yeah, yeah, I mean he was. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're annoying. Anyway, the church that me, me and Moses go to or whatever, our pastor every time he's about to open a sermon and he does his prayer, you know, before he opens the sermon, he he. Drops a little antidote about the Ravens. Oh, really? Yeah, he literally almost Always. every Sunday. He's like, "Lord, just be with the Ravens." <laughs> Stuff like that on stage, you know, like legitimately. Yeah, it's, it's he's man. a fan okay. fan. So shout it's out just, to Pastor Steve. Yeah, shout out Pastor Steve, man. He's, but yeah, he's funny. So Ola, go ahead, give us a little. You know, tell them what about the Impact Files. Maybe for those who are listening to the Impact Files for the first time. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, once again. Olu, um, husband to the founder and CEO of yeah. Impact Now. Gabe's wife also is also a part of the this team. Funny. Ah, Deb. Um, shout out to Deb. But essentially what we're trying to do with this collaboration is to put a spotlight on those who normally don't get a spotlight and really uncover what it means to live a life of impact and debunk the false narratives around what we commonly think about people who pursue this life of impact, right? Like Don't. not having a platform. Do you need to have a platform to impact? And so the scripture that kind of gives us the framework, the context, something that has been speaking to me personally, um, as well as the team is First Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12. So it says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business, working with your hands just as we've instructed you to do before, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. Let me repeat that. So that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So it's beautiful that we have Andre here to kind of open up the dialogue of how he's using his hands, whether it's catching a ball or making whatever is within his context um, multiply. We're excited to hear about Andre's story. We're excited to hear about 
how his daily life is winning the respect of those outside the faith. And one thing I'm always thinking about too is like, we said this before, and I think we should emphasize it, that if your life is not a life of honor, you're not going to be able to have the favor to open the hearts to those who need to hear the gospel, Mm, right? So even if you're at your job, if you're not stewarding the context, stewarding the responsibility, stewarding the talents, then the favor that God wants to bestow upon you to win the hearts of those who have yet to hear the gospel isn't going to be there, right? Absolutely. So Andre, man, talk to us, man. How has your journey been in just this life of impact and just... Or even start at the beginning, like, you know, how did did it all come about for you? You know, like, how did football start for you? Like, what'd that look like? Oh, man. Going back to my childhood, uh, we talked a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that kid that other people would look at, like, man, chill out. Because all I was ever worried about was football. I was Mm -hmm. so consumed. And um, I was raised in a Christ-centered household. And Christ was at the forefront of everything we did since I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, but football was a very close second. <laughs> um, so, I mean, when I was a kid, I'd wake up in the morning. I'd be watching ESPN before I go to school, running late to the bus because I just want to watch the highlights from what was going on. Um, right. I, I used to draw plays up, give them to my coach, and we'd actually run them in games and, and stuff when I was playing rec league football. So that, that was, like, everything to me. Um, moving. So let me ask you a question. When, when like, kind of getting into football at a young age – how how did the family like family support dynamic look like for you? You know, like did you have you know parents at the games? Mm. Like how did it look? How much support did you really get? Yeah, up? so I played I played football, I played baseball, and I ran track when I was a kid. Okay, my dad, my 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 dad my dad coached me in football and okay. baseball up okay. until I went to high school. Okay, so dope. that's okay. So my father was there every day. Um, Sheesh. And and he was hard on me, and I and oh, I sure. I value that. Like yeah. I value the accountability factor that he put into my life. Um, my father was a former Marine. My whole family is military based. My grandfather, um, he's one of the first in that era. He's one of the first African American um, colonels in the Army, Green Beret Special Forces, served in Vietnam. Cool. Um, so there's a lot of structure in my household. My brother served two tours in Iraq. He was in the Jeez. army. Wow. My okay. uncle, another one of my uncles was in Vietnam. So everybody, there's always been framework, discipline, accountability in my family. Um, and like on rides back from practice, I might think I did something good. My dad's like, why'd you miss that tackle? You have all the capability in the world. If we're running sprints at the end of practice, if you're not finishing first every time, I don't care what you did in the rest of practice, right. you're not finishing. Like setting that framework for me to be a finisher in everything that I do in life. Yeah. Um that hey, was invaluable for and me. And would you say those things spread into everything else? Into everything else. Um just moving forward. Um when I got to Our Lady of Good Counsel at the time, like the, the team was that was the place to be to play football in high school in, in Maryland. Like we won four straight championships. We're always ranked top ten in the country, playing ESPN games in Vegas and in Florida, like Every year, so it was a big platform for high school football, um, and there was always competition. Yeah. So, ironically enough, <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Like mm-hmm. I'm six three, two twenty five now. Mm-hmm. When I got to high school, I was five six, one hundred and thirty pounds, and I didn't okay, really what? grow my sophomore year either. Dang. <laughs> so, so it may have looked. JV? Uh, my first year, absolutely didn't get okay. moved up to the end of like didn't get moved up until like the end of my sophomore year to varsity, yeah. um, and once I. Once I was on varsity, I mean, we had some dudes who were 
who were like the best players in the country that were playing ahead of me. And I played receiver. We didn't really throw the ball. And it was it was a struggle for me. Um, and that was the first time because I was so used to when I was a kid just being a star on every team that I played on. Uh, right. Um, but I had some great friends um, who were playing ahead of me who were humble dudes. Um, there were actual times where like, so, so Stefan Diggs is uh, the receiver who usually was playing in front of me. Um, great dude, a lot of people see him right now, superstar. Like, yeah, Stefan's a humble, things. humble yeah, guy, yeah. like, really good dude. And he's recognized as that, too. I think. Absolutely, you know, is. as a person looking from outside in, I think I've seen people speak nothing but good about his character, yeah, you know? and his fashion. That man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, nah, I say it. Yeah. There's TV, and Chris Carter will always be like, Man, you can come date my daughter. Da, 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 da. For real, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm just I didn't even see that. Yeah, he's a steezy dude, but um, him and uh, my, my best friend, uh, Kendall Fuller, he plays for the Chiefs oh, right God. now. Yeah. Um, so, like, they were the two starting receivers at the time, and uh, Stefan was a year ahead of me. There was a point in time where Stefan actually would come out the game. I'm not even supposed to be in the game. He'd be like, get in there. Like, I'm trying to let you get some shine. So, <laughs> he a loyal dude, that's, humble that's dude. great. Big yeah. respect. He had already had it, so he was trying, trying to spread the love. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's like being in that situation – I got some of my first offers in practice. So, like, my junior year, like, we had 22 dudes on our team with D1 offers. Last year, like, while I was still playing, seven of us from that team were all in the league at the same time from that one team. Yeah, So, like, we were very good. Um, And that competition, that that breeding ground right there just changed a lot for me in my life just moving forward. Like, you got to work for anything you want. Um, Like I said, like, coaches would come to our practice and be like, well, who's this kid? We don't see him on game day. But, like, he can ball, too. That's how it worked for a few of us at the yeah. school. Um, and I ended up getting – I had seven offers. I ended up choosing University of Virginia over over Auburn and University of Southern California when mm-hmm. it came down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Why'd you choose UVA? So, I'm I'm a big believer in – Over USC and Auburn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, you saying it out, you know, it, it, made, like, it made just roll past. But nah. USC, Some you know what I'm saying? SEC, you know, like you people, know. people be like University of South California, you know, whatever. But then when you say USC, people are like, oh, oh right, ah. you know, like oh. <laughs> but you know, no, no, no. what what made you choose UVA? For sure, for sure. Like, I'm a big believer in the proponent that I don't want to go somewhere that is so established already. Yeah, that I'm just another fixture. I feel that. I want to have a role in helping turn something around, being a foundational principle. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Um, wherever I'm at. Making a difference. Absolutely. Um, And when I committed to the University of Virginia, our head coach was Mike London. He had recently had some success. um, And and they were were winning at that time. When I got there, (laughs) didn't go that direction. So there was adversity there again. Um, We went... Two and ten, I think my first year. Sheesh. I redshirted. I had I was starting to struggle with some injuries, um, and then that second year I came back out and um, was able to make some flashes. Had a couple like ESPN top ten catches. Um, hadn't really put chill. together. You know, some <laughs> chill. Just top so like you know a couple of them, you know. Absolutely, but but I hadn't been able to consistently string stuff together week to I week to put a full season together. Yeah. What did that first losing season like? How did that feel on you? You know, like yeah, in every sport I'd ever played in in my whole t- whole right, life. Right, because you were a winner at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, did, <laughs> do you think faith played any role in 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 encouraging yourself through that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Absolutely. I'll come back to the scripture time and time again as we talk. But Romans eight eighteen, present sufferings. 
Don't compare it to the future glory. That's my that's that's my know, favorite verse. And you know what I funny. I love about him bringing it up is because a lot of times in sports, you know, we have the same verses circulated, right? Uh-huh. Philippians four thirteen, mm. uh, Romans eight twenty eight, like mm. all that stuff, which is which is good. It's still good to have stuff circulating, <laughs> but like really hearing that shows like okay, there's other verses that really apply to just sports other than I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely, and it's, and it's and it's and it's just you know it's good to hear. Absolutely, um, and I think moving forward, that next year after I had a little bit of success. Going into the season where I'm really going to go into my starting role in my third year, I'm a redshirt sophomore, and um, right before the season comes, I fractured a vertebrae in my back, and uh, that's a serious injury. And I'm sure you had the, the outlook, the, the glimmer in your eyes, like it's about to go, this is yeah. going to be a new turnaround. Oh, man. I'm, I'm thinking, know. this is my year, I'm a ball, and I can go straight to the league after this. Right, right, I'm right, eligible. Right. Um, and after that, I ended up missing that whole season. Jeez. So so that first game of the season coming up, we had a rematch with UCLA. We played extremely close the year before, had my first career touchdown. I'm like, okay, I know these guys. I can go ball against them, make a splash first game in the, in the Rose Bowl out in California. Um, and I missed the entire training camp. My coaches at the time um, wanted me to play in the first game still. Like, we need you, this, that, and the third. And, you know, being – 19 years old and like knowing my team's depending on me reluctantly looking back I sh- probably shouldn't have done this but mm-hmm. I went ahead got a Toradol shot and kind of numbed the pain and went and played oh. that game um so I hadn't practiced mm-hmm. the entire training camp yes man coming out there fresh the first practice I had was in a ballroom walkthrough the day before the game <laughs> yeah. so um by the time the third quarter came I could barely walk like, I, re- I literally had to, like, come off the field because I could barely walk. I had people assisting me to get, like, back to the locker room and everything. Um, so a couple weeks later, I ended up having surgery. A lot of doctors were telling me, you know, I mean, this is serious. I don't know the way that we're going to do the surgery, if you'll be able to play again. If you do, you definitely won't be the same player. And there was one doctor who was extremely confident. And this this man literally was just so confident that it'll work out, it'll work out. And I really felt like that was a voice from from God, like yeah. speaking to me, like just yeah. trust, just trust. Yeah. All these other people are saying no, no, no. I'm telling you yes. Interesting. So um, it's, it's really interesting you say that because, you know, when you're in church, you know, they use like the doctor's report is not right. You know, like they yeah. use that as, a, you know, like kind of like a line. It's funny that you, you're saying you had a doctor like, nah, <laughs> trust. Like this is, it's going to work out. You know, just absolutely. to kind of state that there's positivity in the medical realm, you know, whatever. But no, and no, absolutely. Um, we we act like miracles are simply stuck in biblical times. Like right. if it wasn't written in the Bible, oh, a miracle can't happen today. Yeah. I mean, we see people with stage four cancer move on with their life. Precisely. We see people who live like with crazy illnesses and yeah. are still thriving in life and I mean, I had a back surgery. I was still able to play football at a high level. Yeah. Like when these many are, doctors told you you wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. These yeah. are miracles. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, um, we have to call them what they are. There's there's power in language. Yeah. You know, um, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Right. So, coming back off of that injury, the next year we had a whole new coaching staff, and it was it was a crazy time at UVA. And all right, we're 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 buying into Bronco Mendenhall's new philosophy. Mm-hmm. 
This is going to work. Coach. Yeah, we had a okay. coach come from BYU who's actually a Mormon. Um, oh, wow. But, <laughs> That's interesting. But a lot of his principles were still rooted in Christ. Okay. It was ironic. Um, yeah. Anyway, like the framework that he had for our program, everything was just so devout and disciplined and structured. A lot of his principles were things such as power of choice, mm-hmm. will before skill, accountability, intentionality, things are earned, not given. Um, the obstacle is the way. Don't go around it. The obstacle is the way. Yeah. These are things that he would always frame for our team at, in 5.30, 6 a.m. meetings before practice. That's dope, man. Um, but his first year there, we went 2-10. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I mean, we're like, man, this is crazy. Like, Dudes left the program, transferring, guys quit, because we were working so hard, 10 times harder than we were yeah. previously. Um, and in the middle of that year... My team chaplain at that time, who I had a really good relationship with, George Morris, he is our FCA representative as well. Um, What's FCA, y'all? Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know, yes, shout sir. out to the game. Yeah, I knew, but... You know, yeah, yeah, Moses you know, active sure. in that. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. But uh, anyway, George George challenged me and a guy, Daniel Hamm, um, to take spirituality on our team to another level. Dope. Wow. Being at a public university, that's kind of controversial at times. Right. Easily. Um, Very much. Man. Very but uh, so we started a, a team Bible study, and at times it would be like three, four guys. And obviously, sometimes it'd be five if we won that week, you know. <laughs> and it was so contingent right. on whether we won or lost. Right. Wow. That's 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 sports in general. A lot of a lot of what go, like when you're if you really want to test people's characters and see where their values and where they put everything into, yeah. see what's happening when they're losing. Yeah. I think you know even that, like even that picture, you put that on Christianity as a whole, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think it's even inverted how when we're losing, a lot of folks show up to church. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of opposite. Yeah, so it is. It winning, is opposite. Mm, you're winning, you forget. You forget. Mm. You're like, mm. not even like you're like, mm, but you're you're winning. You're going through like, it's good. Everything is delightful. And then something bad happens. You're like, oh, yeah, God, I need you. you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. You know, as opposed to Thanksgiving, et cetera. But, Absolutely. you know, or even still recognizing you need him in the good, great times, too. Mm. So my uncle's an elder at his church, uh, Chesapeake Christian Fellowship near Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, he introduced to me the acronym of what the Bible is. Bible, Believer's Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And many times we'll wait till we've done something wrong to go back to the Bible as a reference point later and say, oh, maybe I should do it this way. Mm. As opposed to. Course correction. Exactly. If we go to Home Depot and buy a chainsaw, I'm not going to go try to cut the tree down before I read the manual. Right. Mm. Because I'll I'll injure myself. Right. Mm. That's facts. But instead. So the Bible's an afterthought before, instead of it being a forward thought. Okay. Exactly. And, um, that's dangerous, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here we have a guide point for everything, how we should live our lives from the creator, the person who loves us the most, mm. telling us, look, just just follow this instruction, right. and my grace will be afforded to you. Everything will be fine. Mm. And we, a lot of times we trust and lean on our own understanding when we're instructed to lean on his understanding. Yeah. Mm. That's right. um, so with that Bible study piece, were, were you confident in leading it? Because, I mean... Even just the story, um, tying it back to the theme of impact, right? So, have you ever led a Bible study before, or was at, it that like your, at that point? At what that was point, at that point, no. And were leaders, lead, people who were considered leaders in the locker room, did they even attend? 
you know, like, like the quarterback. It was hard yeah. to get. It was hard to get some of those guys to come. Yeah. Um, the quarterback, however, was another key proponent. Though my guy Kurt Binker, he's with the Falcons right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. he's a, he's a believer as well. And Shout uh, out Gabe's team, right, Gabe's the Falcons. <laughs> okay, it's a rough year, but uh, we'll be all right. We're gonna, Dirty we're gonna birds. make it. <laughs> but yeah, so to 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 bring it full circle, we ended up finishing that my junior year two and ten. Um, we come back into my senior year. And the resolve is just, let's go. Addition by subtraction, guys left the program, whatever. Mm. We're going to be intimately invested in one another on not only an athletic level, but on a personal level, a spiritual level, um, an accountability level. And we would challenge guys, come on, come to the, come to the Bible study. Like not forcing, yeah. but, but always throwing that reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? We having it today. Come yeah, through. Exactly. Yeah, tomorrow we're having it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was good last week. I mean, hey. Yeah, pizza. Try come through. <laughs> Absolutely. Pizza. Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pizza. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we got, me and Daniel got more comfortable leading the group a little bit. Okay. And um, there were some young guys on the team. It was the young guys who really wanted to listen because they saw the success that a few of us were having on the field. And they're like, oh, well, what's this dude doing? Right. A lot of these other dudes look kind of miserable when we lose, and then they're really happy when we win. Wait, pause. Let's let's take a second there because I think that's so valuable, right? Mm, you know, the right. verse that we're talking about, First Thessalonians 4.11, how we win the faith. We win the favor. We win the respect of those outside. And a lot of us figure, okay, how do I have impact in my particular context? But even... The whole aspect of being content, that's yeah. something that the world is desperately desiring, right? Yeah. Like, how are you so stable when crap hits the fan? How are you so stable right. when yeah. you guys are 2 and 10? How yeah. do you still have joy, right? And even you embodying that fruit of the Spirit, yeah. people want the fruit. Yeah. They, yeah. they want to experience this eternal joy that's not shakable. And so I think that, in essence, is a practical way that us as believers can look at our lives and see how can I actually impact those around me and actually draw them to the source of joy, which is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And even, think, even to oh. add to that, I'm sorry, Moses, even to add to that, I remember um, an unrelated, related story. When I was at Howard or whatever, um, there was a, in my econ class, we brought to take, and you know, econ economics was, uh, you know, like that joint was a wild ride. But pretty much when we when we were um <laughs> when we were there was like this huge exam that we were about to take. Yeah. Or whatever, and I was talking to this girl, um, or whatever, and she was like she was just looking at how how chill I was about the whole thing, you know. And she's kinda like frantic and everybody else in the classroom's like, Man, how are we gonna pass this? Like da 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 da, whatever, whatever. And I'm just kinda talking to everybody, like not everybody, but I'm talking to her and she's just like, How can you be so like calm about Peaceful, this? Right? Like chill, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of blown because I didn't use it as an evangelic moment. You know, yeah, I could have yeah. been, you know, because I kind of shrugged off. I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. But I, I really have faith already. Pass or fail, God got me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I wasn't, I'm not going to die at the end of this exam. You know what I'm saying? Even after do, I'm going up. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's just, it's, it's so, you know. Dev hates when I say stuff like that. But uh, but it's, it's just like, to me, I was just like, you know, I know that God is, he holds my future, mm. not this exam. Or my yeah. efforts. Not Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Because, I mean, we all can attest to the fact that there were exams that we studied, you know, our eyeballs out and came to that joint and 
<laughs> failed, you know, like or had to depend on the curve, you know what I'm saying? So, right, exactly. Just, <laughs> that curve, just, though. Shout you know, it happens. Curve. Shout out to the curve, bro. But yeah, no. So, so yeah. No, but sorry. I was also gonna say, like, I think because because to that point, I think and and we mentioned FCA. So FCA is uh, something that I've been heavily involved in when it comes to high school sports and just um, just trying to you know teach guys in terms of character, faith based character coaching um and one of the messages that i always go and, and share and i think it's just a message of my life is just the three things that i've learned from football and sports in general which is knowing that this is not my identity mm. um and, mm. and and then once you know that you understand like this is your role and and this is like the role that you take on with humility and making an impact yeah. so with that first piece it's like identity even in the times where you were two and eight, I've had some seasons where it was going terrible as well. Mm. Um, and I think in those times is when people truly see like what you're about. Like I said yeah. pre- previously, Who you are. and like the fact that our identities or Andre's and myself, um, but Andre, this is about you. You know what I'm saying? But like <laughs> it's his, about all of us, right? His his at that point they saw like, yo, this guy is the same whether we're well, winning yeah, yeah. or whether we're losing. You I know can what trust saying? this man. I can trust yeah. him. I can see that he's if if I have something to go to him about that he's going to be able to give me a sober minded answer. Stable, you know what I'm saying? He's reaction. not gonna give me like yeah. you know it's funny in football like. Every time when y'all winning, you just everybody's going around. I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Like in the heat of the moment, right? <laughs> in, the heat of then, the moment. in the heat of the moment, and then like in the That's back of your else. mind, you you go back, bro. You start backpedaling. Exactly, right? <laughs> there's some there's some teammates like you may have never, you know, after you done playing, like y'all don't talk, but you remember that moment where you're like, yeah, I love you, bro. I love you too, man. But yeah, man, that was that was good. But yeah, you can go ahead. Nah, um, for sure, like you said, earning people's trust, earning people's respect. So one thing my guy, George Morris, our chaplain at UVA, will always say is, um, I am here to build you up when life beats you down by speaking the truth to you in love. Mm. Like you said, that's a sober-minded answer. Right. That's as direct as it can be without forcing yourself on somebody else. I am here for that time. I'm not telling you it has to be right now, but I'm here for you when that time comes. When that time comes. Yeah. Um, and earning people's trust takes time. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? That's not something that exactly. just happens overnight. Can't microwave that joint. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. So moving on, you and then tell us a little about, so when, about when how the you... young guys. Okay, so that yeah. next year, that that next year, like uh-huh. we're going into that senior year. We ended up going 500, but it was the first time we were able to get back to a bowl game in like five years. This well, is your senior year. Yes, my senior year. And as we continue to win, the Bible study continues to grow. Um, and that direct correlation was something that a lot of guys on the team, I really felt like it gravitated, it helped them gravitate towards the Lord. Um, now, I don't think whatsoever that God cares if you winning or losing football games. Not, not, yeah. not. But God cares about the platform that you have and whether you're being responsible with the gift right. that he's giving you. And that's in anything. That's even outside of sports, right? A lot of We talked about on the previous pod, people think that football and sports in itself – it's such a glamorized thing, mm. right? Same thing with music. It's such a glamorized thing where people put that on a pedestal above the simple things as just being a father or mother mm. or being a teacher. Being you know a what coworker I'm type. And, yeah. and I mean, it is glamorous, but I think it all applies the same. A platform is a platform. Yeah. Whether yeah. you have the followers. The principles apply. Or, they are everywhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and I think some platforms just have a larger reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some yeah. some have lesser reach, but does not mean that a reach is, you know, superior or inferior to one another. Right. Right. Hey, the parable of the talents. We talked about it before we got started. I mean, whether you're entrusted with one talent, five, ten, do what you're supposed to do, what God has instructed you to do, and be fruitful with that talent mm. to to sow into other people's lives. Yeah. Don't be the servant who buried that one talent, and right. then God's like, well, I gave you something. I entrusted you with a, a gift, a skill. I wanted you to be fruitful and multiply with it, but you were so afraid that, well, my platform's not big enough. Well, you felt it didn't matter. That it didn't matter. Yeah. I'm a significant type. Yeah. He wants us to serve where we are, you yeah. know? So yeah. um, that's where we were, two and ten. You know what I mean? And that's embarrassing. Like I said, for somebody yeah. who my whole life, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. And like some of my friends went to these other schools and they're winning. Uh, I had a friend go to Clemson. He probably has the winningest <laughs> record. Right. Same year as me. He went to Clemson. Right. He probably has the winningest record of any person in college football right. history. I mean, bo- crazy. boy has four ACC championships, two national championships. You know what I mean? He probably lost like five games in right. five years. So, wow. um, And as a competitor, like it don't matter. If you're two and ten, bro, if you're a true competitor... You're not. It's not gonna feel good, right? It's no. not. Football, the sports. If it's something, if you're gonna do it, it's not your identity. But if you're gonna do it, it's do a it. Part of you, you know what I'm saying? Still, yeah. and, and be great at it. Yeah. So as yeah. you guys talk about impact, though, um, to see us that next year really ratchet up our spirituality and have a direct correlation to wins on the field um, was awesome. And then there's a young guy named Bryce Hall. Um, this is my guy, man. He's a senior now. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about him. And this kid is an extremely talented cornerback. Mm-hmm. He's a corner. He's the same size as me, 6'3", 215 and for, probably. for people listening, I know a lot of women listening that <laughs> might not understand. Andre's a big dude. And corners usually aren't as big as Andre, right? Uh, so yeah. him playing corner. That's NFL. That's that's it's something serious. And, he, and the way that he moves at that size. How tall is Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey's like pretty six up two. there. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. up there. Six two. Yeah, because he's he's considered big. Exactly. For a corner. Exactly. Yeah, so 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 this kid, um, I'm just dropping his name because I want y'all to 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 stay on the lookout for him because he's going to be a huge vessel for the kingdom. Dope. Um, this kid is coming from Pennsylvania as a two star wide receiver to the University of Virginia. Mm. Um, and, and more than wins or losses or anything, this is something that. I value so much more. This relationship is something I value so much more than football itself or whatever. Um, this kid came from Pennsylvania as a two-star receiver. Um, and when he got to UVA the first week, there was some turmoil. He couldn't get things going right. And we're sitting in the locker room one evening. My, my receiver coach told me, go talk to that kid. Like, he's having a bit of a hard time. And Bryce was just, like, trying to figure things out. Like, he had been late to a meeting one morning he was late to class or something another day, and our coaches had kind of scolded him a little bit. He's a good kid. He's just like, man, I'm just trying to adjust, and these workouts are crazy hard right now. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis right now. Mm-hmm. Four years later, this kid's an All-American, top two cornerback in America. Um, what year is he? He's a senior right now. So oh, last okay. year as a junior, he graded out as the best corner in America. Mm. Um, he could have chose to leave the school. Go to the NFL, make millions of dollars, all of that. Um, I had a conversation with Bryce. Uh, he knew the Lord. Okay, so he was this good junior year too. Oh yes. Oh, he started from his from so like the, there was he an decided injury. To stay. He decided to stay. 
There was an injury from somebody else ahead of him his freshman year. He had a chance to play his first game that he started. He had two interceptions. Sheesh. Um, and then the rest his, is history. It, it, the rest is history. So Bryce was a was a believer. He was a Christian. He knew God. He knew about God. Mm-hmm. He didn't know God. Yeah, yeah. And um, one day, I just invited him to come to church with me, and. I recently heard, like, in an interview that he gave, he was saying that um, people revere him and his faith right now in Charlottesville as a leader. And he was saying that it kind of started, the growth process kind of started for him that morning when I invited him to church. Wow. And I did not really realize the impact that that had. You never know. And our mission here on Earth, you know, our impact that we're talking about here is to know God and make God known to others. Yeah. yeah. To create disciples, to be a disciple. Um, before you catch a pass, before you make money, before you sing a song. Right. Everything we're doing is to disciple others. And Bryce, um, when I had a conversation with him last year, I'm telling him, like, look, bro, like, I think God might be nudging you in the direction to go to the league. Like, <laughs> you've accomplished yeah. a lot. Your platform is ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that's where me thinking, thinking I'm this money. Thinking I'm somewhat of a mentor to him. That's what I'm saying to him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he comes back with something that humbled me. Okay. So strong. Bryce was like smiling. He was like, Yeah, Dre, like, I know, I know, but. I feel like my work here isn't done. And I'm like, you're an All-American. You've done all this. Right. He's like, no, no, no. Not football. Uh Uh-huh. Faith. Yeah. Mm. He's like, there's so much more I have to do in this community. Crazy. And that's somebody that you invited to church at a point in time. Yeah. This is not somebody, you know, you didn't find him at the highest peak of his Christian walk. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody you invited to church. Turn around some time later, and he's coming to you with this response. Yes. But even let's contextualize that. He's foregoing millions I mean, of dollars. I mean, yes, yes. And influence. Right. And all of the all of the pleasures and luxuries of war of the world. Easily. To say yes to, it, to doing something that's bigger than him. Mm. That's epic. That's crazy. Yeah, he said community. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's not, you know, the community where I'm at, I want to impact it. This is not him choosing like it's not like the 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 difference in staying and going was chill. You know what I'm saying? Right. College, you're not getting paid yet. You know, life might be good, but, you know, endorsements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Life as a pro athlete at the highest level. And he's like. And I think, so one thing that really what you said is 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 for us to make God known, right? And I think in these situations, especially like with sports and other things, when it comes to impact, a lot of people think, I need to be known first in order for me to be able to spread the name yeah, yeah. of Jesus. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And absolutely. that's that's literally not what it is, what it's about. What's yeah. Project 330? Hey, he must become greater. I must become less. You, you know what I'm saying? And and now I always say this: like we're learning about every day or every month what it means to be less. Right. What I know a lot of times we put emphasis on the greater part of it mm-hmm. because, of course, you know. Jesus is greater. He is the one, everything. But mm-hmm. I think in order for that to really shine, that he's greater, we need to become less. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people don't really know what less looks like, right? And in this situation of Bryce, this is him making God greater and him becoming less, literally, right? And, it, right. and to the world, this makes no sense. No. Nah, I mean, to somebody, I, mean I, I, to somebody I would have been looking at him crazy. <laughs> right. To somebody, <laughs> to somebody looking from the outside in, 
it's like, yo, what is going on? But then I think it also intrigues people like, yo, what is really, what is he really thinking about? Right. Yeah, this yeah. is an opportunity for him. And if this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that this is really what God has for him. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's what he alluded to after that. Yeah. Bryce would, would say to me, if God truly has the NFL for me, mm-hmm. it could be six years from now. I'm going to be playing in the NFL. Right. right. I'm trusting his plan for me. Sheesh. Right. So people all the time Man. say, well, if you come back know. and get hurt. That's faith. It, that that's, is faith. That's, that's faith. At the faith. highest degree. Yeah. And the things of unknown. Because that's guess new. what? Because guess what? This year, Bryce broke his leg. Oh, damn. In the fifth game of the season. That's crazy. But guess Sheesh. what? Well, Bryce had a smile on his face and was texting me right afterwards. Yeah. Romans 8.18, present sufferings don't compare to future glory. And that's why, sorry to cut you off, and that's why making a decision like that with God is so important. Yes. Because Very true. after he broke his leg, if he didn't use God to make his trust in God to make the decision not to go, the right. the, the regret, the remorse would have been heavy. I'm, yes. sh- I'm sure like would have been so heavy. heavy. You know what I'm saying? But because he knew, because one, he trusted in the Lord. At the time, and he made the decision that decision with God, mm. he was able to still, like you said, have a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm just thinking about many situations where people have life decisions to make. Right. You know, um, and his decision may have seemed like an easy one, but there are also life changes that he would have had to make too. But you know, anytime you're trying to make a decision, really try to make it with the Lord. Big decisions, little decisions, because if something bad happens, a setback that might not even necessarily be a setback. Right, you know, you depend on God. So you're like, you know what, God, this happened. I broke my leg, or I failed this thing right before I, you know, went through, or I failed my, um, you know, bar or something like that. Just things that are like big, right? uh, Big downfalls. Mm. You can see them as stepping stones instead if you knew that you went in headfirst with God right. and not dependence on yourself. Sorry, but yeah, you can go with the rest no, of it. No, that's 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 it. Yeah. I mean, that is it. And I mean, for me, being somebody who who struggled with injury throughout the course of my college career, um, yeah. like I remember my agent telling me at the end of my um at the end of my senior year, like a lot of scouts have a fourth round grade on you. Um and then once Out like seven once rounds. medical once medical cleared and they're re-examining my back and the fact that I have a screw in my back from my fractured vertebrae, mm-hmm. a lot of teams, GMs were literally just like, ah, oh, we can't touch him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, I'm like, I know I'm talented. Like, I know this is all, this is what I've worked for my whole life. Like, I can do this. I can do this. And um, I ended up going undrafted. Um, stuck around with the Ravens for a year. Um, at the end of the at the end of last year, mm-hmm. once I got released from the Ravens, I had two more weeks, and I went to Jacksonville. Was on their practice squad. Yeah. Um, and then this year, being with Carolina, um, was able to lead our team in receiving a few games in the preseason, mm-hmm. and still got released. Right. So I mean, there comes a point where, like I said at the beginning, my identity growing up was rooted in Christ. But football was such a close second yeah. that I had to start questioning, am I, am I idolizing football? Is, mm, is this it. a form of idolatry? And that's right. good reflection. People don't really reflect a lot. But that's, it's yeah. good that you ask yourself Because we question. think a lot of times idolatry only means another person. Right. Yeah. Not money, not sex, not... Yeah. Right. not um, influence. Influence. Sports, impact. Yeah. Impact. Mm. And I think power is crazy because you see, because a lot of people don't really realize what that, like you said, idolatry, because even we can get caught up in 
the Christian community and just Christianity thinking that we're not idling things because they're physical. But right, we're idling, like we said, influence, we're idling a sense of status, we're idling all these different things where, you know, you're not really reflecting on what it is your motives are. Mm. And um, you'd be idolizing culture. Exactly. Mm, absolutely. You know, like, oh, that's big right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, just, I, I always say the greatest sin that we commit is when we make God in our own image. Yeah. Very true. Because the first commandment says, thou shalt not have any gods before me. Right, right, right. You know, so. That's crazy. We're so, doing Nike ID to God. Anyways, though, <laughs> you know so, we're, so we're talking about impact, right? And I think that, I don't even think, the first thing you have to do in order to make impact is to know who you are first, right? Yeah, feed yourself. And then, and then when it comes to impact, what impact really is, is feeding people what their true identity mm-hmm. is. And, and whatever platform it is that you want is feeding them their true identity, right? So in this game, in, in sports, right, you know, we played, we played ball most of our lives. And growing up, identity is such a big thing because we get wrapped up in, like you said, I, I, we get wrapped up in football is who I am or sports is who I am. And it, take away sports, music, or whatever it is, is who you are. It's, it's not what you do, right? So you grow in that lifestyle. Other people in the industry have that same sense, like, I'm a musician. I'm a. I'm an athlete. I'm this and I'm that. Um, but it's not until you see the people that are truly making an impact in those in those mm. spheres, they understand. Like for me, it took me a while to realize that football is just a tool and a role that I'm playing within the kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. So once I finally realized that this is not my true identity, mm. my identity is in Christ, being a son, being a brother, being a friend to people. Um, that's when I really started making an impact. And, mm. and and showing that in other people's lives, right? So, especially in football, it's a hard it's a hard thing to do to find your true identity because there's so much stuff being fed to you. The culture of it is is a lot different than you know what you find on the regular, right? Yeah. So, kind of, I guess Andre, talk to us a little bit about you know staying true to your identity in Christ or staying true to what you you know grew up as and the faith that you have even in the different cultures that you face from college to the NFL and then how that has helped um, you know speak the truth into the lives of other people you know such as guys like Bryce and even in the league yeah um, so for me I'm not I'm a social person but I, di- I didn't go out a lot in college mm. um, and I think Early on, that kind of people were like, "Who does he think he is? Like, why won't he hang out with, with uh, us?" Okay. You know what I mean? And it and it's, it was never from a place of arrogance. I would go out here and there, right? Um, it was literally just a form of focus. Like Friday nights, a lot of times I'd be in the facility, like either watching film or I had a teammate, Kane and Sever, and we would go catch balls in the indoor facility on on Friday nights. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that was our form of fun, right? Um. Because it was it was moving us in a direction to to succeed and and use the platform that we've been given, um, and I just feel as though y'all weren't investing in yourselves. We were investing in ourselves. To y'all, that was fun. To, to us, that was fun. Um, and I just think other people, a lot of times, right, wrong, or indifferent, will look at that and, and just wonder, like, I mean, what 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 are you what are you trying to do? Yeah, what are you trying yeah. to do? Um, Oh, it's identity. So how like you or, find? Oh, you no. I was gonna say like even however long, long short you may have been in certain locker rooms. You know, like what was what was being being a believer like having that point of view. Sometimes just hanging out with your other whether it's your other friends who play for other teams or anything like that. What is it? What is it 
like being yeah. a believer at those uh, at that perspective. Yeah. You know and, there, what I'm and there's people, also because uh, even like just through my experiences, right, being in a locker room, being around guys, um, it's it's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like when you you're <laughs> tempted every day, literally, it's just simple conversations. conversations. You know, you get caught up. Yeah, you get caught up in conversations. You get caught up in you know, hey, we're heading out here, or there, whatever it may be, right? So you're always having these certain temptations and, um, you know, just the culture that it is. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, that's just how it is, you know, football, that's how it is. So how yeah. do, you know. So something, so something from, from that, like something that stuck with me is uh, my coach in college, Coach Mendenhall, he would always say that any organization, there's going to be leaders, there's going to be followers. Mm. There's going to be good leaders and there's going to be bad leaders. Very yeah. true. But there's going to be a 10% segment of a group of people that are good leaders going in the right direction. Yeah. There's going to be a 10% segment on average of bad leaders who are going in the wrong direction. Everybody else in the middle ground is going to gravitate to whoever, whichever side of those leaders Man. takes that stronghold. Mm. And that's so true. And I saw for many years in my college experience, our team would gravitate to the bad leaders. Mm. And once I got to a more mature level and some of my teammates in my class got to that level, we were... Like, no, we're going to take stronghold of this team. Yeah. Um, and obviously, when you step into an NFL locker room, it's a whole new monster because yeah. you got grown men, like dudes 30 years old with wife and kids. Right. I mean, you got dudes who come from all different backgrounds and everything, and it's not as much that unites you. Um, mm. Yeah, because college, usually y'all in the same area. Exactly. Are, you know, nobody's getting paid. Playing, yeah. You know, like you literally money, playing for the money, pride you know of the school. Yeah. Right. You know, pride of school is what really unites you. But yeah. I'm sure NFL and Aquaman is, just, you know. And y'all live together. Y'all literally exactly. live on campus Oh, yeah, together. yeah, yeah. So that, that too. It's, it's legit a brotherhood. It's definitely different. Um, so, I mean, it's more segmented. You try to be a vessel where you can be. Yeah. Um. And people will gravitate towards you. I mean, my my biggest thing is always just speak the truth. Right. We we hear in this culture all the time. Right. Speak your truth. Right. Yeah. There is no such thing as your truth. Right. Language that's your is perspective. That's your perspective. Yeah. We're emotional beings. Our perspective is always changing. Skewed. God gave us a rock, and that's His word, and that is the truth. Right. So, like, I will always not trying to offend anyone. But I'm trying to speak God's truth, right. which is the only truth that there is. Yeah. Um, and did you ever feel like you, you know, I guess like, I feel like in certain environments, as a believer, knowing you're a believer, you feel like you got to, you got to put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like, you feel like, and not even in just locker room settings. I know we've probably been in arenas where you step in a new environment and people don't know you're a believer. And somewhere in the back of your mind, you're like, I... Maybe something inside is like, I got to let him know. I'm a Christian. Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like in the, in the locker room or wherever you're at, it's like, I think Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, yo. Right. You, know what, say, you know what's crazy is even in, even in those moments, like there is, there is people that have the thought like, yo, I could just get away. Nobody knows that I'm a Christian here. Yeah, there's that too. That's like, the other side I of could, it. I could just sit back, chill, do my own thing. You know, I could, I could, I kind of even get away with some things. Right? right, because my 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 accountability community isn't mm. in this atmosphere. Absolutely. So I can maybe, you know, like we, we as guys have, you know, kind of had those moments where we would go on a trip. 
and the right. other guys are not with you, and you're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. and so you know you're kind of like out here, like as a man of God, you're just kind of like I can wild out for like whatever. And Son, like, nobody was there's, there's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, <laughs> there's definitely been times, and I, I remember like uh, for work trips, right? So, mm-hmm. I, well, I, I work in the sports industry, as some of y'all know. Um, so a lot of times we're we're out at events, you know, and and, and Super Bowl is coming up. That's like. A crazy event, bro. Literally, everybody's in town. Or there's other events. I've had the thought, like, yo, if I wasn't saved, like, I could definitely be wilding out right now. Oh right? yeah, I mean, I could be wilding out, right? Just finessing all over the place. And, like, and I think it's when you get in those in those type of environments, and even like just in sports, mm. like people do fall back because they like there's no accountability or there's no mm. anybody speaking the true identity into them, right? Mm. So it's it's easy. And I even in like when I was playing ball. There was times where I was like, dang, man, you know, I could just chill out. I could just, you know, step back a little bit, get away with this and that here and there. Just because of the environment I was in, mm-hmm. overall, like, over some time, it's going to get to you. And then there's some times yeah. I had to, like, snap back, like, dang, Mo, this is not you. This is right. not who you and are. And, guys, right? let me make let me make a disclaimer. It's not always sexually related that we mean from that. It could be manipulating people with mm. what you have. Yeah. It could be More. stealing. Yeah. You know, like it can be drunkenness, it be diff- stuff like that. Cause I right. think I feel like people would hear this and be like, Dang. oh man, they they just out here trying to be with youngins. Like nah, it's, <laughs> that's that's not the only thing in life. Okay. It's it, right. you know like it's it's like manipulation yeah, and stuff like, yeah because nah, <laughs> people would think like oh yeah you want a trip you just want to go have sex everywhere. Nah that's not that's not the only thing. Right. That temptation is there. Yes, it's one of Along the many. with many others. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm so, so, yeah, and I think it's just like for me, what I'm very passionate about, and, and this is why this, you know, I was excited about this topic, is because for me, like sports, although all platforms are the same, like there's three things that bring people together in life, right, man? You got food, you got music, and you got sports, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And, and if we see an impact in those three areas, mm-hmm. like I'm just thinking about myself, one of the reasons why I really work or wanted to work and this came after I stopped, stopped playing ball because of the experience that I've had. Like people don't really know their true identity, right? They don't really know that. And, and they don't know the influence that they can have with the platforms that they have. Mm. And that's for me, that's something I realized late in the game. Yeah, mm. I realized that like late in the game and I'm still trying to, you know, do the best I can with what I know now. But I, what happens if we get to the people before it's too late, right? Mm. And not saying it's, it's never too late it's for anybody, late. Yeah. but what happens if we get to people earlier and yeah. we help them understand like what's what your identity is? What's Absolutely, the, what Can, it is. Yeah, I, I don't even want to cut you off. Nah, nah, dude, you I had like a revelation the other day, so I just got to like share this. Like for me, gr- like I've always had a vision. I've always ha- I've always had a vision growing up, and that was football. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, like I had a few opportunities still to go back and play, like late season workouts to go get a futures contract or to go to Canada and play or try to work my way back into the league and all that. Um, But for some reason, for the first time in my life, like my heart just really wasn't invested in that. Mm. Like physically, I know I'm capable, but like my heart wasn't even invested in that. Um, and it was weird. Like it was really a weird feeling. Because <laughs> usually you, um, you would, you know, be gung ho. I'll watch the games. I'll be at a UVA game, like on the sideline with my guys, and I'm I'm locked in. Like man, like I, I miss this. Yeah. And then like as soon as I walk away from the field, I'm kind of like, but do I even really want to do this anymore? Yeah. The yeah. Caught, it, the caught in the emotions, man. Yeah. yeah. I be feeling the, the same way when I be at these high school games. Yeah. I'm like the, the camaraderie and the brotherhood. Like 
I love it, bro. Getting ready for a game, you see the smoke in the air from the grill, all that stuff. You're just like, dog, I love this sport. Well, we've played our whole life. Yes. Like, since I was five years old, I played tackle football. So I've played football longer, more time than I even was in school for my life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, than anything I've done. So that does become a part of your identity. Um, but refocusing and understanding that my identity is in Christ, yeah. I need a new framework for my life. Yeah, that's um, good. That's big. Because it's easy to say no to temptations when you have a vision. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, that doesn't collab. I'm an athlete. Alcohol doesn't collaborate with my vision. No. It's yeah, easy to say I'm no. Good. Right. Then when you don't have that same vision, it's wow. hard to say no because you yeah. don't know what's, what's the move. motivating factor. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. So I needed to find something quick. Like yeah. what, what's going to put me back on track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of people look at Christianity, look at believers, and think, well, yes, we're supposed to be humble. Yes, we're supposed to be meek. Right. That does not mean we need to be a pauper. We need to be poor. No. Mm. Um, no. And one of my Absolutely, I guess not. you would say mentors. Gabe, so preachers and sneakers, but lessons. There's a there's a donor family there uh-huh. on the board of trustees at the University of Virginia. They're in Charlotte, um, and the father of that family, he's a director with a commercial real estate, a large commercial real estate firm in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and while I was in Charlotte this year, I spent some time with the family. They've been a blessing to me, um, and. Just him talking about commercial real estate, like my interest was peaked, yeah. you know. So when I came back home, I'm like, all right, well, if I when I came back home from Charlotte after I got released, I'm like, okay, well, if I um, am working out every day, just trying to stay ready for these workouts, like that's something to do. But I'm still gonna have a lot of idle time. Let, let me go get my real estate license. Yeah. So I wasn't Why trying not? to wait. Like most people take like a two and a half month course. I took a two week course. Like, I was like let me just. If you got the time, I had the time. I was like, let me just do this. So yeah. I I got my license real quick, um, and then just through connections, doors started opening. I'm meeting with people, and I'm like, how did I even get into a meeting with this developers and stuff within within the Maryland region? Yeah. Um, and. Two weeks ago, I accepted a job offer with McKinsey Commercial Real Estate Firm. Um, We have a very strong hold um, of the Maryland market. Um, Local matters. That's one of our mottos because uh, a lot of these larger companies, they do work in different regions, but we focus centrally in Maryland, D.C. area. Um, Where you're from. Exactly. So for me... Moving forward, I want to learn everything I can about the industry because, like I said, God wants us to live well. He has plans to prosper us. You know, I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. So I look at the relationships that I have and I see a lot of guys who have been blessed financially. And when we start talking about generational wealth, especially within the black community, um, we don't, we don't know. Nah. What to do. Mm. And obviously, when How you're making millions of dollars as an athlete, that's wonderful. Like, you're making money that will sustain your family. Yeah. When we talk about generational wealth for your kids, your grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids, you know what I mean? How do you use it? Real estate is the number one deciding yeah. factor. Yeah, facts. Um, and in the Maryland area, there's literally thousands and thousands of commercial real estate brokers. Mm-hmm. There's less than 10 black men. Crazy. Um, and I just learned that stat recently so um i feel like there's a responsibility entrusted in me once again to do something else to help educate and to at some form or fashion 
Now, obviously, I want to help all people. Yeah. But especially people who have been ignorant for years on these uh, ways to create generational wealth. And there's no problem with wanting to, you know... Speak to a niche. Yeah, especially wanting to assist your community or your background or anything like that. You know, because it's not like you're compromising, aiding another group because of that. It's like, no, I'm just giving preferential treatment to... This target market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like if I want to teach black boys to become men and I focus on that it's no shade to you know Absolutely. anybody of any other color you know or anything like that that's just and I don't hate anybody of you know it's just like yeah so I get that Absolutely but I feel like um in these past few weeks that's given me um a new sense of direction good um and I have a framework once again focus point um so my days right now just look like <laughs> Wake up at five thirty. Go to the gym. I yeah. have to stay active. Like that's just a part of who I am. But mm-hmm. um, then go into the office around eight thirty and and stay there till six, learning everything that I can so that yeah. I can parlay that into value right. for um for those in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, man, that's a great story, and it's and it's and it's cool because I can see the peace on you right now, right? Yeah, I can yeah. even just see it. Like even with I know we were talking before the past couple of weeks, and you when you were telling me like you were kind of. You know, thinking about if you're still going to continue playing ball or you know going to this real estate, and I could I could sense the peace on you from that moment because mm. you knew like whatever way it was, like, you're going to be fine. Um, and I think even for people that are listening, you know, even if some of the athletes or whatever it is that you're in, like if you feel led to continue doing that, playing ball, you know, yeah, go ahead, do that, be great. At Absolutely, it, man. this game of football or, or sports in general, man, it's it's life changing. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, continue to do it, but if you know, it comes to a point where you do feel that same tug, like, yo, everything's going to be straight. Like, there's a – if you come to the point where um, – or if you set your identity in Christ with or without the sport, you'll be good. Oh, um, absolutely. You'll be good. So and, – and it's just amazing to hear that. Um, and, and there'll and, probably be moments where you miss it. You just have to – Yeah, oh, you know. That's every day. I've had, I mean, I've had a few sobbing nights already. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Like, you know, since I was five years old. And that's old. transparent. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's, it's what it is. You can't – you know, and you can't act like, you know, once you step away, it, there's not a tug to want it back. Yeah. You just have to know how to, I'm sure, I mean, I can't say it, but you guys would know how to, you know, how do you manage it? Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, like, if I do decide to go in a different direction, right. you know, like, how how am I going to, I'm going to have to live with that decision, right. tell myself that mm-hmm. thing, digest it, have proper closure, and still be there for yeah. the people who are involved in the industry, and you know. Right. And hey, man, I'll say this, like. There's three things I always go around is, is knowing that football is not your identity. It's it's, it's just a tool that is going to help you make an impact. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a tool that's going to help you make an impact in not only, like, your family's lives through if it's in the NFL with with uh, the resources, or with the education, whatever it may be, but also impact the lives of people who are looking at you and mm-hmm. some who may be looking up to you, right? Mm-hmm. So those are three things. And, A, if you're ever struggling to to realize, like, what is that identity? Like we're here, we're here to talk to y'all, man. Y'all can DM us. Yeah, please. You know, they'll have he'll, he Andre gonna have his IG in the in the, in the caption description. Yeah. Like, hey, we're here. Even even if you're specifically football, like you're trying to understand, like, how am I making this transition out? Right. I've mm-hmm. been going through some of those nice sobbing, like Andre was talking about. Like, hey, man, we've been through it, son. I remember my last game. I didn't know it was gonna be my last game, but once I realized that it was my last game. It was waterworks. Yeah, waterworks. Yeah, and and it's powerful that you say that because so many people we look at, especially people who don't have Christ, they get bitter. You know, Mm, easily angered, and and you look back at that situation, get bitter towards football. Somebody did me wrong, or this didn't happen. Like, 
Well, in my, I mean, my perspective is always eternal. If somebody did me wrong, there was a reason that that happened. Mm. You know what I mean? That, that was that was God moving me into a different direction. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I will never be bitter towards the game of football. I love never. football. Football is a vehicle that got me to the platform that I'm at right now. Yeah. That yeah. has given me opportunities to go to Good Council High School, to go to um, University of Virginia, to play in the league. To, to meet certain people. To meet people, to grow in my faith. I mean, that. Every relationship that I have has come some way, form, or fashion through me playing football. Almost. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I, if there's one thing I just want people to always think about when moving forward, it's to have an eternal perspective in everything that you do. Yeah. Like, like Moses just shout said. Out <laughs> shout out Bryce. <laughs> shout out Bryce. Shout um, out Bryce. Like Moses just said, football is not your identity. Being a musician is not your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to Being challenge. a pastor is not your identity. It's not. I want you to find. I want well. to challenge people <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. That's another right. conversation. That's another conversation. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I, I want to just challenge people to 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 dive deep, whether you are or aren't a believer. Yeah. To to see if you can find your identity in Christ. Yeah. To see if you can open up the Word. I mean, it's not going to hurt you whether you choose to believe or not. But open up the word and see if it speaks to you. Right. It's called the living word for a reason because it changes and sculpts hearts and minds. Yeah. Um. So I just the 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 last verse that I'm going to leave with. Right, right. Man, came with it. The last verse that I'm going to leave with is. Oh man, he came ready. I just I'll tell y'all that man, my man had <laughs> scriptures ready, everything ready for y'all, man. Yeah. He said I'm gonna impart. Something on these people, and even, even while while he pulls that up, like I'm just I'm just um when he was talking about uh, Bryce, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that you know you never you don't need a big platform, but you never know that you know you go after the one person, it's okay to influence one person because that one person can influence millions. Mm, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? You never know him inviting Bryce to church that day. You know, however his career turns out, even after, you know, the injury and definitely hold him up in prayers. Um, yeah, but he, he's confident, it seems that, he, you know, his future's in Christ. But like, you never know if that one person you impact is the person who... The catalyst. You know, the for, catalyst. for generations. You and know, I, if I think about who helped uh, Bill Johnson or... Billy Graham. Billy Graham mm-hmm. or Benny Hinn or, you know, who was mm-hmm. the person who helped them to get, you know, saved or... Uh, or whatever Moses is about to say something annoying, but but now nah, it's just who you know, like who whoever you know, you can be that person that inspires the person that changes the world, mm. or he you know, like or the same with Even Andre. If it's not the world, yeah. It's a, it's a community. Still, and I, and I didn't, and I did, I left this part out. Go ahead, go, ahead. go back. Yeah, like I looked on Instagram like a couple months ago, and uh-huh. Bryce is in the water baptizing people. Crazy. He's on. He's on. The, he's on. The, <laughs> Literal, literal chills up my spine. Like, oh. He's in the water baptizing like, people. You just remember when you stage, invited him. He's on to stage church. giving sermons. I'm like, look at the growth. That's like, crazy. Wow. To disciple others and see them disciple many. And we're not even talking about football. This is your your football, bro. So, so. hey Bryce, we got a spot for you on this. You know the pod, man. We gonna have to <laughs> get you out here, bro. Sure. You found the verse, Drake? Yeah, I found. I found it. So, so Nahum one seven. It's a hidden book. It's only three right. chapters. <laughs> People like Dale. <laughs> what? Nahum one seven. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. So I just want y'all to understand that no matter how broken your heart is, no matter how dark and dismal your situation may be, the Lord is good and he is a stronghold in the day of trouble. This one verse is a guarantee from God 
that regardless of whatever the devil throws at you, whatever the enemy of the world or the secular culture may throw at you, right. the Lord is good. Right. Awesome, man. Dre, we appreciate you. I mean, even yeah. just this conversation, the nuggets, us defining um, impact, I think yeah. it's constantly evolving, right? At first we said... Um, impact is not a platform. It's what you do to steward what God has given you. Now, after hearing your story, our definition has even evolved. Now we see impact as a journey of yeah. trusting God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's always connected to our identity. Our identity is the vehicle or the catalyst that allows us to actually go about and impact the world. And just to close this session, man, one of the deepest words that I've heard from Jesus about just impact and influences from Matthew chapter five. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. That's big. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Right. You've lost your youthfulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, so bringing out the God colors in the world. God Beautiful. is not a secret to be kept. Yep. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. Mm-hmm. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you? Do you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket? I'm putting you, I'm putting you on as a light stand. Right. Now that we've put you on the hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. I love this. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, Mm. this generous Father in heaven. And so, fam, by opening up your life, your story, your voice, you're actually prompting others to open their hearts to God. That's facts, man. Hey, man, this is a good episode, man. If you you have, you know, like, if, if any of our listeners, if you have a younger sibling who plays sports or if you know anybody who plays sports, you know... I definitely think some bits and pieces of, you know, Andre's story is like, you know, especially with the losing seasons and still triumphant, you know, like still getting, you know, to where he is now today, not only in his faith and skill and dealing with some of those things. Just, I mean, definitely, if yeah, you have man. little brothers and sisters play football, any sport, like, hey, play, play certain clips for them because, you know, they attention span at a young age. <laughs> right. uh, all these screens. Right. Man, oh, screens. man. Nah, that makes sense. Nah. Clips, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Andre for coming through, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Um, this was the Impact Files, man. Impact. So, this may be the last, last episode. The last episode. Yeah. Cool. Impact Files. The last episode of the collab. I'm yeah. honored. Yeah. Shout out to Olu, man. This has been, I know it's, this, this, it. this collab has touched a lot of people. Definitely. Um, a lot of people have been, uh, you responding. know, responding about it and just saying that, yo, this was so helpful. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe we can revisit it. Yeah, yeah. Some more down yeah. the line. But yeah, Stay man. Tuned. We got one more episode this year. Yes, we got one more episode, yes, one this, episode year, this year, man. This is going to be the end of the year review like Reflection we always do. Reflection episode. Reflection. Yeah. It's going to be good. A yeah. lot happened this year. A lot. A lot. We'll just leave it at that. Right. But yeah, man, it's a great podcast. Hey, Dre, let them know where they can find you. Hey, man, y'all can follow me on IG at Dre is the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, <for real>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Look, I'm trying to be a vessel. God, I man. love Christ, Christ is the way. I love names like that. It just be funny to be like, the way. Is this spelled regularly? Me. How's it spelled? D R E is the way. Yes, sir. All right, bet, bet, bet. Hey, follow yeah. that man. Yeah. Hey, and then Impact Now, you can find them at Impact Now underscore, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, hey, you know where to find us. P R O J 330. Get that 1K. Let's keep it going. You know what I'm saying?
But yeah, man, it's a greater podcast, Impact Files, and we gone. Peace. Yeah.